Hey, hey, hey! It's Timmy here. So today I come back to you with an episode about how I actually stayed productive during my time in Melbourne. So, um, at first, I actually didn't intend to be very productive whatsoever. But then, you know, in the rush of prepping everything I needed before I arrived in Melbourne. I started to adopt the habit of recording because at the time, my dad was extremely strict to make sure that I and also my dad could keep track of all the documents and maybe last minute if we need anything, then we still know that we have all the important informations in our hand. So that was how I started. And also because when I was preparing for my first year in Melbourne, my friend Huang Ngeng actually took me to buy some of the stationery, and we decided to pick up a timetable planner. And what she told me was that she thought it was going to be very helpful. But I was like, "All right, I pick it up because I thought it looked adorable." That's all. And then, as soon as I got to Melbourne, I started to plan out more because I was constantly freaking out inside that I was going to fail every class I attended at the time. And also because I stayed alone and I didn't have my parents beside me to, you know, urge me to do my homeworks. So this time around, I have to take charge. I have to. You know, uh, stand up for myself and make sure that I was not going to fail any class. Also, because at the time I was actually the middleman between my dad and also RMIT Uni, so I knew how expensive the cost was. So it put extra pressure on me to perform well. So that was how I actually got introduced to uh, planning my daily activity. And also from that, I started to take note of my assignments and also all of the final exams and everything. So um, what I did was that I would not only write down the deadlines, but I would also make uh, my personal deadlines. Like my deadlines would be one to two or sometimes three weeks before the actual deadline. So the extra time in between, I would bring my essays to the uh, consultation meeting with my lecturers to talk about how I could improve and how I could, you know, change to meet their requirements. Because if you are a diploma taker at RMIT Melbourne, I feel like the lecturers in that program are much more relaxed and. They are more eager to uh, hold personal consultations with you compared to the lecturers in the bachelor program. But anyways. I thought it was really useful that you could spare some time to consult with the lecturers, and some of the teachers even recommended certain, you know, solutions or certain ways for me to just put it into my essay to get the best result. Because just keep this in mind, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but most Chinese students they were not so enthusiastic about their study, especially during the first year. 
right in the diploma program so if you exert yourself to show the teachers that you are really trying they're going to give you all the expected requirements that they have of each assignment and also i feel like you need to be consistent with planning to make it into a habit not something that maybe during the first few weeks you are really excited but as time goes on you start to drift away from this habit then that is not going to work and also an extra tip here is to choose a fixed space that you would go to every time you study or every time you need to focus on anything and maybe during your study in that corner like for example i usually go to my desk near the window in my room to study every time i need to focus and if during my study i want to maybe look up some information online i would do it either very quickly or i would go somewhere else to do it instead so my brain is not going to associate the activities of entertainment with that space or that corner so i feel like that is a very good strategy for you to do and so moving on to a very different tip that i have which is to make friends with your teachers because just keep this in mind you are an international student and the diploma program is usually for international students only so for the bachelor program there would be a native for like the aussies studying with you as well but for the diploma program all international students would attend that course so anyways the teachers will definitely struggle when they try to either you know like give a lecture or they want to understand their students so it would be best if you can make friends with them so there are actually several ways that i did in order to make friends with them so first of all the most basic kind of it all is to actually pay attention to them so most of the students like i told you they usually uh, zone out during the in-class activity so just one bit of attention coming from you and you really showing them that you are respecting and staying attentive to what they are talking about they'll appreciate it a lot and i would recommend maybe positioning yourself at the front of the class to make sure that you are going to have a much more noticeable interaction with your lecturer and they're going to notice you much better and if you have any question during their class you can definitely raise the question much more easily had you not stay there very close to them so pay attention and they will definitely appreciate it a lot and you're going to become their favorite especially the diploma takers and also another tip regarding making friends with teachers is you want to be their messenger so what i mean here is you're going to represent your lot like all the students in your class and also if you can in your program as well so like i told you lecturers usually have a lot of struggles with understanding their international students so if you can represent those international students to report on maybe their study progress or if the teacher maybe like go through something in today's session that you don't really understand or you think other students might not grasp the gist of the lecture very well it would be so 
much appreciated by the teacher if you can report that issue to them. So they'll fix it later on and they'll definitely give a plus to you in the future if they are going to mark your essays. And I actually had an example about this personally. So I had this class in my first year, the commercial law class. So if you are an RMIT business student, you'll know that you have to study commercial law to advance into your major subjects. So for this class, the teacher we had was actually a lawyer. So he was um, actually a very good one, but the way he conducted himself and also the way he delivered the lectures appeared a little bit not so fun. Not so fun in a way that it made us feel like he was a little bit racist when he threw out jokes and uh, when he talked about certain things related to speaking English. Because not all of the Chinese students or not all of the uh, international students students in our class excel in speaking English. So that is why you usually find, you know, communities of Chinese or Indonesians when you study at RMIT Melbourne, because not so many would be good at speaking English. And this teacher in particular, he actually uh, critiqued them or criticized their ability of speaking good English a lot. So I felt like the students felt a little bit uncomfortable. And also his work ethic is not very good because he usually came to class very late, usually 30 to 45 minutes late. So as a very, you know, industrious student I was back then in my first year, I couldn't accept this because I felt like my time was wasted, especially when his class started very early in the morning, usually around 8 a.m. So that meant that I would have to wake up extra early to prepare to get to uni. Because from where I stay at, in order to get to uni, it would take around one hour for me to get there. So for me to wake up early and to like went extra early for that class and have to wait for him later on for like 30 to 45 minutes before I could study something was really a waste of time. I could definitely like use that time to do something more productive. So anyways, I'm rambling now. Um, so I think maybe during week three or week four that we studied with him that he actually decided to uh, take a day off because he needed to go somewhere. So the program manager who I was really close with during my first semester. So just keep in mind the commercial law class I had was actually in the second semester of my first year. So during uh, my first semester, I already knew the program manager who was also uh, teaching commercial law at the time. So she decided to substitute him for the day. And unfortunately for him, I already got so annoyed and other students also felt the same. Not only in my class, but also in other classes. So I decided to ask my friends whether I should report the issue. So they all agreed, including uh, friends from other classes, because I actually had 
a friend who I studied with in the first semester, but for the second semester with our commercial law class, we actually had to separate and study into different classes. So I actually came over to her class later to ask for her opinions and also her classmates' opinions on whether I should report this issue to the program manager who was going to substitute him for that week. And they all agreed. They even said that if I didn't do anything, they were afraid that uh, we were all going to fail the course because it was particularly difficult, like about laws and politics, all of that. So uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to rally all the support and report this issue to the program manager. So I attended the first class with um, Anita. So the program manager, it, her name is Anita, and I actually had uh, my morning class with her, and that was my class. And that was how I found out that she substituted for him for the day. So later that day, I attended a second class. The the class my, my friend attended, yeah. So I didn't study anything in there because I already studied everything in the morning with my uh, commercial law class with her. So this time around, I just only swung by to uh, stay till the end of the class to have a little talking session with her and I reported everything and she said that um, she was going to come into the class next week to see for herself if he was really late and he was as expected 30 to 45 minutes late and then she <laughs> Yeah, so she came in and everyone was very surprised. No one knew what was happening because they knew that she only substituted him for the week earlier, that's all. So she came in and she sat at the end of the class and she waited patiently for like 30 minutes. And I knew at the time she was very busy. So yeah, she was not having it at all. And as soon as he came in, she took him out for a talk immediately. And after that class, I didn't see him again. And actually, he was replaced by another lawyer who was very new to RMIT, and her name is Luana. So Luana is my best friend. So during her first few days coming in, she didn't know anything, so she was clearly struggling a lot. And this is where my next tip would come in, which is to help your teachers as much as you can be their friend. But this is going to be another example. Uh, so she was struggling, of course, but this time no one really showed any interest in helping her at all. She was a very kind, a very considerate person, and she was so nice but no one helped her. So I noticed that immediately because I actually sat at the front of the class, which is also the tip that I just mentioned. So anyways, um, I saw everything and I decided to help her out on the very first day of her class. So yeah, I helped her with, you know, taking her around to see where she could get the drinking water and also where she could print her documents, like everything. Because just imagine, the first day she came in, she was trailing behind her a very big suitcase of all of the documents and everything. 
because she said that she still didn't have her own office workspace at that time because her job at the time at RMIT was actually casual work so she didn't have a permanent office room there so she had to carry everything with her around all the time and our commercial law classes were the only classes that she had to teach at RMIT. So beside that, she would just drag her suitcase out of the uni. Yeah, so it was definitely a lot for her. And I saw the struggle, so I came in to help her. I just stayed after every single class to make sure that she was getting on alright with the flow of the uni life and everything. I chatted with her a lot and we actually form a very close bond and I still keep in touch with her till this day. And later on, Luana and Anita actually um, nominated me as the recipient for the best student award and Luana even recommended me as the student representative which I later took on and I thought it was a very fun experience. So, you know, your teachers are going to help you a lot. Yeah, I have so many examples of my personal experience where I got helped for certain things that were not even related to my studies at all, but they were so appreciative of your efforts in helping them out and also being a good student in general. So they were definitely going to offer me, of course, and also you, if you uh, are going to practice all of these tips, yeah, they are going to help you out, so no worries about that. And the next tip I have for you is to always look for promising classmates at the beginning of every class. So just keep in mind, for us Vietnamese students at RMIT Vietnam, we have the society of RMIT students but for RMIT uni in Melbourne you actually don't have any kind of very close-knit community like we do here so there's no chance that you are going to find a high achieving teammate to pair up with you in certain classes so there are actually two clubs of vietnamese students at rmit melbourne but the number of um, students in those clubs were actually so small and also there were many majors in RMIT Melbourne so the chances of you having enough you know people to form a group together was I feel like near impossible and also because you are studying at RMIT Melbourne so you definitely want to step out of your comfort zone a little bit and collaborate more with other international students so my advice here for you if you want to you know just up your teamwork a little bit is to first collaborate with other international students. But if you want to do that, you need to make sure that you are going to find the best ones in the class. So like I told you earlier, most of the Chinese students, I'm not being racist here, facts are facts. So most of the Chinese students in their first year are not so enthusiastic about their studies. 
So what you need to do here when you look for uh, potential teammates is you need to sit, as always, at the front of the class because most of the industrious students would normally position themselves very close to the teacher to either impress them or to raise questions more easily because if you sit from afar, it is very difficult and the teacher is not going to notice your good behavior in order to to appreciate you for what you do. So always sit at the front and look around. So my strategy in looking for one is I would see if other classmate or if any classmate seem to stand out more, like they would raise more questions or they would take notes uh, very diligently. And they would also stay very active and very attentive to what the teachers said. So if a classmate was really active, he raised a lot of questions and he seemed very smart, don't pick him right away. Like, take it slow for the first few days, but make sure that you have your hands on those classmates sooner than other students. So yeah, always look for those students that talk a lot, but they have to take notes. So if they talk a lot, but they didn't take note, I would not pick them in the first place because they could be um, a good player, a good teammate, but their ability in fulfilling the task you give them might not be the best. So yeah, that is only um, based on my personal experience, so please don't take it too personally. So after that, I would recommend maybe standing up and taking charge as a team leader. So from my experience, when you already have a timetable planner, you are going to be much more able to stay atop of everything and to know the, the grand scheme here. So the, the long-term vision for you is going to be much clearer than uh, your teammates who do not have a, um, a timetable planner. So it is best for you to just take charge, especially if you want to consult with the teachers about your essay like two to three weeks in advance, then you would really have to take charge because I don't think any other classmate would be that passionate and that specific about the deadline that they want to meet. So if you want to ensure your academic results, you have to take charge and that is the rule. So beside all of the tips that I have for you and what you really need to keep in mind when you study at RMIT Melbourne, you also need to balance it out with uh, mental well-being. So what you need to do here is definitely self-care. So what I mean by self-care is you need to do more daily exercise. So what I did during my first year was that I usually woke up very early in the morning around like 5.30 or 6am regardless of the weather. Like if it was too cold, I would put more layers of clothes on. But if it was hot, then it would be much better. But regardless, I always took a 30 to 45 minute jog or walk at least. So uh, the benefits I found was actually it really set you up for success at the beginning of the day 
especially when you have classes later in the morning and you still have extra time to go for a walk, please do it. Don't sleep in because when you really do exercise, you are going to feel much more, you know, conscious of your surroundings and also you are going to focus better on your study later on. And I feel like because the uni life is already so overwhelming, so it would be best that you can really take some time to recharge through morning or later in the evening walking sessions, maybe 30 to 45 minutes would be best. And in order to do regular exercise in the morning, another tip I have for you to achieve this is actually to go to sleep early. So my sleeping schedule actually fluctuated a lot. Sometimes I would go to bed at around 9, sometimes would be 10, sometimes later on during my second semester, I couldn't make it to bed after 11 p.m. because I had a part-time job that uh, was really far away from where I stayed with my host family. So it took me around one hour to get back home. So yeah, by the time I got back home, it was already 11 p.m. But anyways, try your best to sleep as early as you could, preferably before 11 or 11.30 p.m. Because if you don't get enough sleep, you cannot focus the next day, especially when you stay alone. You need to have mental clarity at all times. Like, it is okay for you to feel down or to have a little fatigue from time to time, but on a constant or on a daily basis, that is not ideal. So definitely try to sleep early. And lastly, I feel like if you have any hobby that you really enjoy doing in your free time, I would recommend doing it. So for me, it was retail therapy. So every time I came to uni, like three out of the four days, I would always go maybe a little bit extra early to go to the market nearby. So that was the Victoria Market. It usually opened from, I think, 6 a.m till 3 p.m. on most of the weekdays. So I always went to my uni extra early to go to the, the market to buy fruits, to buy vegetables, to just go around and sample all the, the new fresh produce harvested earlier. So that was my hobby and that was what kept me alive. Even though I looked like a granny every time I came back to uni from the market because um, my tote bag was always, you know, overflowing with vegetables and everything. Every time I tried to uh, squeeze it into my locker. So at the building 80 where the business students study, we have uh, a locker on the ground floor that was free, but you need to be an early bird to get the slot because normally by around, I think, 10 a.m., most of the, the lockers would be uh, reserved. So you need to come to uni extra early to reserve those to put your bags in or to do whatever. So my lockers would always be the place for me to keep my uh, vegetables and all the fruits that I get from the Victoria Market. And also another thing I really like to do to keep me mentally well was to declutter my room. So every week I would vacuum and sweep the floor of my room 
several times. And I find that activity to be very, you know, relaxing. So I usually do it maybe like at the weekend or between my uh, learning or my studying sessions at home. So maybe uh, after I study for a while, like until 10 a.m. in the morning, I feel a little bit tired and I don't want to continue for the next 30 minutes. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm going to look around my room and start cleaning up. Because when you live in a nice space and when you feel organized and you feel on top of everything, you are going to perform much better. So yeah, I think that is all of the tips that I have for you. And for the conclusion, I think that um, having a balance between your academic and also your personal life is very necessary, especially when you have to study like four classes per semester and the workload tend to be quite overwhelming. So it would be nicer if you can, you know, pay more attention to how you feel inside. And my tip here is to keep a plan, to stay active, to make friends with your teachers and to, you know, sleep early, uh, eat right as well. So during my time in Melbourne, I actually changed my eating habit. I changed from staying up very late, binge eating at night to having a more balanced diet, even though I still ate very late, but I feel like it was much better compared to uh, the diet that I had when I first arrived in Melbourne. So those are all the tips for you, international students, especially the diploma students at RMIT. So I really hope you find my podcast helpful and I will definitely see you in the next episode very soon. Cheers! Mm-hmm.